Welcome inside the Team CBK locker room for our preview of the 2021-2022 English Football League season, where we will be covering all three leagues and each of the 72 EFL clubs. Hi, Righty here to welcome you back inside the Team CBK locker room for the final part of our English Football League preview ahead of the 2021-2022 new season. Now, we've previewed both leagues one and two and predicted our one to 24s. So check out our Twitter page at CBK Team, our website, theteamcbk.com, and on your usual podcast providers to listen to those if you haven't heard them already. But today, it's the turn of the big dogs, the championship, and talking to big dogs, I'm joined once again by our EFL aficionado, Mr. Matthew O'Regan. Great to be back again. Looking forward to this one. The most probably. Oh, mate, I am so pumped for this one. I love it. It's, I've loved the last two, um, and I've really enjoyed going through these with you and um, I'm so really really looking forward to today um, so your preview of each team and you're going to give us your 1 to 24 so uh, as I say I'm certainly looking forward to this wow. and see what you've got in store in what is probably the most unpredictable league in the world and there we are asking you to predict 1 to 24 <laughs> yeah if I get three of these right I'll be happy like, I know how unpredictable it is from being in there for years but yeah if I get three of them I'll, I'll take that and run We'll see, mate. I'm looking forward to the reviews uh, in May already. <laughs> Seeing how we get on. It's going to be interesting. So, big kickoff is tonight. Can you believe it? The English season is back and it's Bournemouth versus West Brom. What a huge clash to kick off the campaign. What are your thoughts for tonight's game, mate? Yeah, it should be a good game. Two teams that should be right up there going at a good time. Don't give nothing away. There. Good card, happy ref, so it's got the recipe for a good game. Yeah, absolutely. Live on TV, obviously, likely there's going to be a bit of rain in the air, uh, a slick pitch, two promotion contenders, whether you make them that or not, we'll find out in about 50 minutes' time. Um, but yeah, has all the makings of that for our, for our listeners. Who's the referee tonight? Uh, it's Darren Bond, who gave six cards in the Shuffle Wednesday. Shuffle Wednesday Huddersfield Cup game the other day. Oh, he's warmed up nicely for the league yeah, season. Exactly. Cards are out and ready to go. Um, have you got a fancy for tonight? Are, are you leaning towards cards based on what you've now hinted at? Yeah, I've gone for uh, O'Shea and Cook double. It's about oh. 24s, I think, on Bet365 for the card double. Very nice. Well, there you go. There's a first tip for you from, from Matthew. So just say that one again, mate, so people can jot that down. Uh, Dara O'Shea and Lewis Cook to be booked. I like it. And you say that's 26? I think something like that. I can't Around that mark. Very nicely. Yeah. We're back 365. So fantastic stuff. Um, for those of you looking for a shorter odds, I've, I've kind of pinned this as a both teams to score tonight. I think they're both going to go out and try and make a bit of a statement of intent. And uh, I think you can get that around about 1.83 at the moment. So a lot skinnier, a lot shorter. But um, yeah, I, I love that, that, that card bet. And say, so well, Mr. Bond is in. In, in the form that he was in uh, last week, then that's got a very live chance. So, excellent stuff. So, that's tonight. But, hey, let's get back to what we're here for, the preview of the championship. We're going to run from number 24 
all the way up to those that are going to get a, the golden ticket into the promised land, the promotion contenders. So, but let's make a start at the very bottom. Who's slipping out of the championship trapdoor, rooted to the bottom of the table and into League One for next season? Who you got? I don't think it'll come as a surprise to anybody, but yeah. I'm, I'm sitting down. down. <laughs> you got for Derby. Yeah. <laughs> no shock. You're right. No shock. What yeah. is going on at Derby? They've literally got like single figures for outfield players. Two of them are injured. One of them being the manager's fault. <laughs> players aren't getting paid. They only just stayed up last year. Yeah, and even if... I, I don't think any manager would keep them up. They're certainly not Rooney. So, yeah, I just can't... Mm. Got no hope for them, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't think there's much more to add to that, is there? There's no players in to talk about. Um, players so a couple of injuries. There. The players that are there are very good players, like Knight, Sibley, Bielek, but... Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're looking at... Um, well, looking at them scrabbling around to try and make a team. And obviously, this whole hoo-ha that happened over the last 24 hours um, with, with like the owner... Um, giving out blank contracts and stuff like that. It's not exactly the preparation of dreams ahead of the new season, is it? No, no, they just look, yeah, doomed from the start. Yeah, be a big surprise if uh, Mr Rooney um, soaks this up for, for much longer, to be honest. I don't think he'll want this on his CV as his first managerial uh, foray. It's not exactly happened for him the way it happened for Lampard. That is for sure. What a difference a couple of years makes when it looked like Derby were going to be, um, say, in the Premier League right now. But it's looking very, very likely, as we'll see with these odds, that you're you're right in that Derby will will be relegated and, and more than likely finishing rock bottom. They are, if you fancy a Roy the Rovers style turnaround, 81.0 to win the title. Is that eight? That's that is it. You don't want to be taking it, do you? You don't even take it at 800, I don't think. <laughs> it's a pretty awful price. Um, I don't know what the thinking behind it is, but they aren't they aren't the, the rank outsiders, believe it or not. Um, so I don't know if they're expecting the takeover and it suddenly to all come good and, and they, they you know go unbeaten for you know large part of the <laughs> end of the season. I don't know. But anyway, 81.0, 26.0 from a promotion. However, they are our first... And only odds-on certs for relegation in all three EFL leagues. They're 1.67. If you can find a, a, a company willing to um, give you odds on Derby getting relegated, they're 1.67 to, um, to, say, to go down. That's with William Hill and Bet365. <laughs> if you fancy a massive odds-on shot, which is going to take you until May to get paid out on, then, um, yeah, then that's that's your market. So there you go. Um, actually, because I didn't get it, I'm trying to find quickly if there's odds on them to finish at bottom. Yeah, um, Bet365 have it, like, just over evens, I think. Just over even. So again, it's yeah. a it's a woeful price, really, to be honest, isn't it? Yeah. But anyway, look, enough of Derby. I think you know, I think their fans are probably sick and tired of hearing about it yeah. as well. They've resigned themselves to it. I think they just want to have a club back, really, don't they? So there we go. Twenty fourth, nailed on. I've got them twenty fourth as well. Um Derby, bottom. Who you got uh joining them in the drop? I've had sleepless nights over this like these predictions and I just couldn't do it, but there's so many teams down there that I just can you could do a random number generator for most of them, but I've got Preston. Don't give away your secrets. <laughs> I got Preston at twenty third. Wow, Preston! That oh, yeah. surprised me. Now they do deserve to get relegated purely and simply on the their atrocious 
away kit that they've launched this uh, this season, uh, which is shocking. However, you've got them down as as finishing twenty third. That's a big call. What what makes you say that? Just, they finished thirteenth last season, but it's all all doom and gloom there. They've got a uh, McAvoy in charge now as promote from assistant. He did well there last year. Got seventeen from eight games. It's just yeah, they're not really signing anyone. Squad looks a bit weak. It's lack goals and depth and inexperienced manager. Like I, I really like their midfield in Whiteman and Ledson. I think that's one of the most underrated midfield shows in the league. And I've got yeah. Iverson in goal. He's very good. Outside of that, not too keen on them. Brought yeah, in Seth Vanderberg, haven't they, from Liverpool? Vanderberg's good signing, yeah. Yeah. And they brought in Izzy Brown, didn't they, as well, who's been around the loan market for such a long time. Finally got him on a permanent, which I think was a case of them hoping that a little settled situation for him would bring the best out. And he got a horrific long-term injury, I think, in his first friendly since signing. So, not good. <laughs> no, it just doesn't doesn't bode well for them this season, I don't think. I think goals is going to be where the problem lies for them, and if they can, if they can maybe find a goal scorer, that will certainly help. But uh, as it stands in a minute, yeah, Frankie McAvoy landed the job from from last season. Obviously, know him from his days at Norwich. Alex, now Alex Neal's um, kind of second in command, uh, and and was at Preston and, and took the reins on. So it'll be interesting to see if he can kick on from a sort of steadying of the ship. You obviously not got that. <laughs> They've got them have a whacking a big hole in that ship and sink without trace. So. Uh, here we go. Odds for Preston to win the title are 101.0. Um, they're 19.0 to get promoted and they're 5.5 to get relegated. So quite a nice price there for you having them uh, getting going down. 5.5 for relegation. Nice, yeah, who, yeah. Who have you got filling the final relegation spot? It's enough of a surprise and a local team to Preston. I've got Blackburn. Wow, no. that's that, <laughs> that surprised me. Blackburn. They, I don't think they signed anyone, and they've got limited funds. They've lost. They had a lot of good loan players last year. They had um, Harwood, Bellet, Ramphway, Elliot, all on loan. They've lost all of them. Lost players like Holtby in midfield. Yeah, and they have, they've got limited funds, and they're probably going to lose Armstrong towards the end of the window. So whether they can replace him or not, whether they're allowed to replace them or not mm. and it's just yeah. they ended last season really badly so they've just got downward momentum and as I said with Preston it's just doom and gloom they've got uh, Brereton Diaz who comes off the back of a big Copa America for Chile yeah. got Lewis Travis and Daki midfielder like Pickering's a good left back good goalie but yeah like I said depth and missing key players in certain positions yeah, I think the pressure's on Mowbray, isn't it? Who's kind of stalled at Blackburn, did, again, did well. And he's now got to that point where he's, he's obviously been there two or three years now and it's just kind of stalled for them. Um, Dak was out of large parts of last season. I think getting him back fit and, and back to his best would be a, a, a crucial for them. And obviously what happens with Armstrong, it's looking pretty much certain that he'll be going, as you say, um, Palace or Southampton. Um, Southampton obviously got the funds, but I think from what I've heard, Palace are putting the, the highest bid so far. So it'll be interesting to see. It looks like definitely one of those. <laughs> no bias here. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, so it'll be, it will be interesting. He's, he's going. I think that's a, a given. They're holding that for 20 million because obviously they owe Newcastle 40% of that. So we have agreed that deal. Um, he's probably <laughs> kicking themselves a little bit now that. Whatever big funds they get for him, half of it virtually is going going 
to the northeast. So, um, yeah, tough for them for certain. And as I think it's a little bit stale there at the moment. And uh, again, they had a couple of let's say quality loan signs, as you said last season. So, uh, if they can they can kind of find a way to to get back down that route, then maybe uh, a chance. But uh, I've got them low, but not quite as low as you. Um, winning odds are 41.0, 11.5 to get promoted, and 9.0 for relegation. So you fancy a bit of that, 8-1? to one? Yeah, definitely. I've had that in a little trouble with Ipswich and Forest Green to win the league. So, yeah. I thought it was a relegation treble. Nah, <laughs> on the odds. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, very nice. Well, we agree on one of the bottom three. So I've, I've got Derby, which didn't take me a lot of working out. Right. So um, I'll let you know when you come across my other two. And who have you got surviving? So um, I had them surviving anyway. And then I saw Tom Love put on Twitter that of all three promoted teams from League One, the last 21 seasons, 11, 11 times all three have survived. And I think that'll be the case this year. Yeah, and I've got Hull in 23rd. Hull? Mm. OK. That is one of the teams I've got going back yeah, down. I thought it would. But I just, <laughs> just really like their team. They've got, uh, on the wing, they've got Randall, Randall Williams. They've brought in from Exeter. Malik uh, Wilkes, who's very good yeah. options around at defence. They've got Ryan Longman in from Brighton. Good player, again, to stretch defences. Got Lewis Potter on the wing, who's a young player I really like. Brought in Matt Smith on loan from City. They've got goals in McGuinness. And yeah, they've got probably one of my favourite players in the Championship now, Jacob Breeze at centre back. He's a really good ball player centre back. So all the signs point to them being higher. It's just I'm not a big fan of Grant McCann, despite him winning the league. I think he'll restrict them a bit. So, but I think they have enough to stay up. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Ryan Longman there, obviously, from your, your club. I always like to speak to, to, to fans of clubs that you know, have got these young lads that we haven't heard too much of uh, outside of the, the, the club itself. Um, what should they expect from him? Just energy and like a lot of skill. He's, he was on loan at Wimbledon last season and had a good link-up with um, with Pigger. And he's looked bright in pre-season of what I've seen. So, yeah, big things expected of him. Direct yeah. winger, very skillful, can get goals. Yeah, good. good sounds sounds nice. Sounds promising. Yeah, um, for me, the only, again, I, I you've mentioned McCann there. I just think I remember how atrocious it was when they just lost game after game after game to send them down a couple of seasons back. They bounced back, probably for me, surprisingly well. Um, how they did in that League One season last season. I just think that they're potentially that yo-yo club that will maybe revert to type. Um, is McGuinness good enough at this level to score enough goals? Malik Wilkes, you mentioned, looks impressive. Obviously was part of that team, but with another year uh, experience under his belt, then um, you'd expect him to probably kick on at this level. Um, so, yeah. And then the lone players, if they can hit it off, obviously they've brought them in for some, some decent quality clubs. So if they can hit it off, then 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 great. But um, I've just got them, I've got them kind of repeating Maybe not so spectacularly bad, but I've got them repeating what they did a couple of seasons ago and, and, and just getting relegated. And again, if they go on to a losing run or or in that position, it'd be interesting to see how long they persist with McCann, knowing what happened last time they were here and how, how short the, uh, the what job he did last season, how, how that will uh, kind of be ripped up a bit. But we'll see. So they're, they're 81.0 to win the title. They're 17.0 to get promoted, and they are 5.5 for relegation. That's quite good odds for relegation. 
Yeah, yeah, there's this they're all fairly decent to be honest coming up. Um it's just that Derby one which is I think they said well there's only two effectively two places that people are, are trying to avoid um with Derby being so odds on for that. So I think that's bumped the other the prices up a little bit. So uh yeah, quite quite decent for that given Hull's record in the past. Um who got in 20th? It's another team whose manager I'm not convinced about Huddersfield. Huddersfield, yeah, I can, yeah, I can see that. There's a big, a big start to the season ahead, I think, for Carlos Corbran. Yeah, they, um, yeah, they finished twentieth last season. Corbran, he worked under Bielsa, but it's not really as what I'd expect from a Bielsa manager. He likes to keep the ball, but just they're just not. I don't know. They're just out of the cutting edge. They've got signings have been solid, been spectacular. They've signed Ollie Turton from Blackpool, good right back. Josh Ruffles is a good attacking left back. Jordan Rhodes has signed his return to the club. He scored loads of goals out, but he yeah. scored 27 in his last 142, I think it is. So he's yeah. lost his clinical touch, done as a leg. And probably, I'd say, and the Huddersfield School fans will probably agree with me, their best player, Lewis O'Brien, been linked with move away. So and I can't yeah. see them reinvesting that money. So yeah, I just worry for them a bit. Yeah, I, I saw them in pre season um, against Norwich and. That they probably deserve something out of that game, to be honest with you. Obviously, also saw them at the end of our season when we absolutely destroyed them seven nil, um, <laughs> and they looked, they did look woeful that night, yeah. to be honest with you. Um, I was very impressed. They brought in Levi Colwell from Chelsea, oh, Chelsea, yeah, and he looked a very good signing. So uh, he's only eighteen, so putting him in in a probably a, a defence is going to get overworked. It will be interesting to see how he gets on. Um, but but yeah, I'm with you with. All the others that you've mentioned there, uh, I think it is going to be a tough season for them. So I agree with you. Um, you've got them surviving, and I'm, I'm probably with you there. I'd, I'd imagine they're going to be a, a, a bottom third side. Um, and if they can you know, buy into the, the Corber on what he's looking for, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. That could be a lot better than that. But uh, I think he, he sort of lived off on the um, link of, of Bielsa. But that, again, I think he's maxed that out now, and it will be a case of him showing what he can he can bring to the table. So we'll see. But yeah, twentieth, I'll make you around about right there. To be honest, uh, they are sixty-seven point zero to win the title, twenty-six point zero to get promotion, and four point three three for relegation. On to your nineteenth. Some manager I really like though, Critchley Blackpool. Blackpool, yeah, yeah. Expecting big things. Form team towards the end of last season. But Critchley is very tactically versatile. He's solid defensively. He's, he's able to attract loan players in the market because of how highly he's thought of his time yeah. at Liverpool. Very good vibe around the club. They finally got rid of the Oysters thanks to the good work of the Tangerine Knights. Um, signings have been, but yeah, they're just building a team for the future. They're not just getting old journeymen, they're getting a few good mm. players in. They've got Dougal, who's a very good midfielder. Yates gets goals and Signing I like for them that's very interesting. I think it's Shane Lavery, who got a load of goals at Linfield in Northern Ireland. So yeah. whether he can replicate that here. But yeah, I think they've got makings of a very solid team, good young base and a manager who I really like. So I think yeah. they survive. Did superbly, certainly in the second half of last season, were, were again a very formed team. Carried that momentum into this season. Um I think a lot of people were interested to see how Critchley would do going coming from Liverpool. Uh a bold, bold decision, I suppose, from him to go to League One, but paid off with a, you know, yeah. obviously with promotion. 
And I think generally, from what I've seen around, most people are expecting Blackpool to su survive pretty comfortably, to be honest with you. I think I've seen some people expecting like a top half finish, but you know, mid table, lower, you know, lower mid. Then, uh, yeah, I think I don't think anyone's really I've seen of kind of expecting them to to kind of get thumped and and fall back down again, but. Uh, time will tell. Um, I say, obviously, good connections Critchley's got. Uh, how they're used and his coaching is highly regarded, and he's getting the best out of those players last season. So, so it'll be interesting, very interesting to see them back in the championship this season and uh, and how they get on. Um, bookies don't rate their chances too highly, to be honest with you. Um, we've actually got them at one hundred and twenty-six point zero to win the title, uh, twenty-three to get back-to-back uh, -back promotion, and at four point five for relegation. Um, I'll, yeah, so, so I think I think that I, yeah I don't think they'll go down I don't think they'll go up so uh, one to possibly avoid on there with the betting side of things but uh, yeah I'd expect to but uh, I've got them pitched just under mid table so uh, we'll see how they get on. Yeah, eighteenth. A uh, Reading, I've got another surprise. I think that's a big drop from from last season. I know they just they've lost uh, Alissi to Palace and Richards to yeah. Munich. Don't think they're signing anyone because I know embargo. Yeah. And just the managers, again, question marks over him. He's started the season well, dropped. Yeah, like I said, with other teams, they've got a solid base. They've got Rinomoto and Josh Lawrence in midfield, but rumours Lawrence gone. He's going to go. They've got Jao's a very good goal scorer. Ajara is a player with bags of talent, but he just doesn't contribute enough goals and assists for how good he is. So it's his season to sort of step up and replace Alissi, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, Zhao started last season in insane form, didn't he? I think he ended up just short of 20 goals. I think he ended on 19. Yeah. Um, but so I think he got most of those in the first half of the season. Then, like I say, a few injuries and loss of form um, kind of stalled. And that's what Reading did, didn't they? They, they started the season on absolute fire. They win some like the first seven games or something like that. Um, and we're, we're around the playoffs all season and and yeah till till right to the end um that my third team to go down i had so, them to go down but i i sort of changed it late yeah i i just fancy that the sort of decline towards the back end of last season they're going to find hard to arrest as you say they've lost some key players unable to really bring in anything of decent quality to replace those and um yeah i just think that they're gonna struggle <laughs> all season and yeah i had them i thought you know what yeah i'm gonna take the plunge on them them falling through the trapdoor and uh into league one uh, odds of 8.0 uh for their relegation uh they're 41.0 to win the title and 12.0 for promotion but uh yeah i've got um as i say i think it'll be quite tight maybe among six or seven clubs yeah. and um I've, yeah i've just fancied them to be one of those i looked at and thought, yeah, I can see enough negatives there that those sort of triggers that you think you're a side that are going to struggle and, and, and get relegated. So there we have it. Who have you got in 17th? Uh, a club who's just constant progression is Coventry. Yeah, I like Coventry, like what Robbins has done there uh, under some very testing circumstances. Yeah. So, yeah, good shout. They've made, uh, they've made the signings of Victor Giocarez and Ben Sheaf permanently they had on loan. They've yeah. got uh, Matt Tillin on loan from Chelsea, who's great fullback at Cholton last year. Unfortunately, they lost Ostergaard, who was a key player for them last year. They had him on loan, but 
I should have enough to uh, deal with that. In terms of striker options, we've got Matty Godden, Martin Waghorn they've brought in. He's a very reliable striker at this level. And Tyler Walker, I think, can have a breakthrough season. And they've got two, two of my favourite attack uh, like midfielders in the league and uh, Gustavo Hama and Callum O'Hare. They're both really like. So, yeah, really, yeah. really enjoyable team to watch this year, I think, Coventry. Absolutely, yeah. That Hamer, I think, is um, yeah, he's he's quality from what I've seen of him. Real, yeah, leaves nothing nothing out there for sure. So yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I say a proper match winner for them. And uh, yeah, they're going to miss a couple of players that have disappeared back um, from being on loan. Uh, they've brought in Waghorn up front, haven't they? Obviously, he knows his yeah. way around this league. If they can get the best out of him, that will that will help because I think they struggled in the goal scoring stakes last season. Um, but yeah, I think they've got a great manager um, who just gets on with the job. So they said testing time. So they're back at the Rico now, aren't they? Yeah, forgot to mention that. Yeah, that's another big pitch. That's yeah, so that, yeah, and that pitch was awful <laughs> again at St Andrews. So yeah, um, yeah it's, uh, it'll be great for them to be back home. Uh, we mentioned like Wimbledon going back to Plough Lane. It's not quite the same as that, but a big boost for them to actually have home games this season. So. Um, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I make you right. I, I can see them progressing and, and cementing uh, their championship status with probably a mid-table finish as well. So, uh, all very good. They're, they're 140 to win the league, which is a big prize if you really think they're going to kick on. Uh, they're 23.0 for promotion and they're 5.5 for relegation. So, interesting odds. 16. TV was in the playoffs last year. I've got in 16. Swansea. Oh, that's low. I know, I know. <laughs> I looked at them and I was like, it just doesn't, I don't know, they're just not doing it for me. They've, uh, obviously, they've got rid of Ayu, who's probably the highest owner in the championship, but he, hmm. he carried them for a lot of last year. They've lost, they had a few good loan players in Gooey, Hurahan, Woodman, haven't resigned. Uh, Matt Grimes is probably going for like 1.5 million, which is ridiculously cheap yeah. for someone of his ability. They've got Martin in, who, as, as you know, we're both massive fans of, but his style takes a while to implement, so it could be slow going for them. And Yeah, I don't know. They're, they've got uh, Robert Cabango and Lowe I really like, but I just think it'll take Martin a while to get his methods across. Lost about four or five key players from last year, so I, I, I don't think it'll be a very good season for some of these. Yeah, I think, again, we've, we've mentioned common themes before, and I think the common theme is these lone players that are coming in, which are great. And you look at the ones that, that um, Swansea had last season, and you think brilliant loan signings. Freddie Woodman, very solid, I think, most clean sheets in the league last season. Centre-back, very high, who obviously was, was very well thought of and is now... now yeah, absolutely. And Hurahan was great at the championship level and came in and gave him that little kick to get make sure they got in the playoffs. Um, it did look like they were in the potentials for automatic at the time, but uh, they just slipped off towards the end. Um, uh, yeah, so I think great having those, but you kind of need to make that impact when you've got them because you're not necessarily going to be guaranteed to get them back. And it doesn't look like any of those are going to return. Um, and as you say, they've lost one of their, probably their talisman in, in IU. Um, Jabal Lowe. Good strikers. Again, started the season well last season, so let's see if he can kick on again for this season. Connor Roberts, great as a wing-back. Um, whether he'll stay or not, I know there's been clubs exactly, linked with yeah. him. So it'll be interesting and a tough gig for Martin, I think. Great signing, I think, for the, for the club, getting Russell Martin in as, as the, the new head coach. 
But I'm totally with you. He's going to have to implement a new style on that club. And I think it's very much similar to when he came in at um, MK Dons, is that it was that transitional period. And I can probably I'll make you right that I see them maybe not quite as low as you, but probably, yeah, again, a, a, a mid-table, uh, just outside the top 10 um, set up there. But again, they're just no funding, is there? It doesn't seem much investment yeah. at all. And, and this isn't a league where you can afford to do that um you look at those those clubs coming down and i say it's getting more the case where those parachute payments are being vital and crucial and possibly no more so than this year given what every club's had to go through with covid of course so um swansea 26.0 for the title so uh, they are expected to perform pretty well 10.0 for promotion and 13.0 for relegation which is the the highest odds so far from the clubs that you mentioned Heading towards mid table, who we got in fifteens? Peterborough. I had to, I had to, uh, like reel it back a bit because I was getting too excited with them. I was having them pushing <laughs> way too high. I was like, let's be realistic. Uh, a bit lower. Yeah, uh, obviously one of the new newly promoted sides. Been at this level before, um, and with the with the manager they've got, who's been here before. So uh, a con- consolidation season ahead, according just, to yourself. I just really like them. Like they're they're known for their very good recruitment. They've had Tony, Gale, Asoma Longa, Marriott in the past. They've brought on the chief yeah. and sold big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are uh, very exciting team to watch. The defence was a worry. They conceded forty six goals last season, but yeah, it's just a team I like. And they got uh, Clark Harris. He got thirty one goals last year. Dembele, yeah, top goal scorer in League One. Yeah, thirty one and twenty four and forty two at Bristol Rovers before that. They've got Dembele and Smodix who've just buzzing around behind him, very creative. They've got a midfield of Taylor and George Grant. They've brought in from Lincoln, both very solid centre mids. They've got Josh Knight brought in from Leicester, who did very well at Wickham last year. Yeah, yeah. they're signing to like compliment them. They've got Pace and Youth on the bench. They're signing Kwame Poco and Joel Randall, both players I've mentioned in the League 2 pod that I really like. Yeah. They've got, yeah, just very good team. They've got a Marriott on a free who they who they sold to Derby for like eight million or something like that a few years ago. That's yeah. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But yeah, I think they they've got all the setups for a good team. They've got a lot of team under twenty three, and they've got good youth players who can step up, like Ronnie Edwards, Ricky J Jones, Harrison Burrows. All they've just got yeah, makings of a top team. Just the defence is a worry. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You can see um, Clark Harris being a, another. Ivan Tony, can't you? You can see if he can he can do it at this level. Um, you know, he carried it on from last season, as you said. So it'd be interesting to see if he can score goals. And you, you again, like Bob has mentioned, if you've got a goal scorer on your side, if he can get twenty plus, then it's going to give them a chance. Uh, so, well, definitely of survival. But um, but looking a little bit maybe further up the table, and they've got some some quality players in there. And I think Jack Marriott is a is a shrewd re-signing, especially as you say on a free. It's a bit of a no-brainer. And sometimes you just find a, a player has a club where he fits in. And if he can get anywhere back to uh, his former form that he was showing with them, then uh, they've got some serious threat going forward. And, and then you say, then it's a case of uh, if they can keep the door shut at the back. So I think they're going to be probably one of the, the teams to watch this season, not necessarily as far as their performance, but certainly their games are going to be entertaining, Definitely. I think. <laughs> so... Ferguson's known for being a very solid, solidly defensive manager. So I think he might have just gone gung-ho just to try to get them out of the league. And I think 
when he gets to the championship, he might set up a bit more defensively, but he's got all the attacking talent to be able to work work there, even in a defensive team, they can shine. So I think, yeah, they're definitely going to be very underrated. I wanted to have them higher, but like I said, <laughs> had to reel it back a bit. There's a lot of big boys to come. Yeah. So you got them 15, uh, yeah, which I think they'll probably take uh, another season in the championship. And they are actually the rank outsiders to win the title. They were 150.0 to win oh. the championship. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to have a little bit of that. <laughs> you, wow. You've got a soft spot for Peter Barrow, I, I really can tell. Like them. I'm not going to put you off. You go for it. Uh, 26.0 for promotion. And they're as short as 4.0 to get relegated back to League One. <laughs> you heard it here first. Matthew O'Regan says... No chance will Peterborough go down this season. It's going to come like Derby now, I've said that. I tell you, I'm looking forward to the uh, <laughs> reviews. <laughs> right, 14th. Uh, Bristol City. That's, yeah, that's probably lower than they're hoping for. I, I don't know, to be fair, because Pearson, they, they struggled last season. Pearson came in, fantastic manager, but only won two of his 14 games, and none of them were at home. They've... Uh, but I just think they'll finish higher than I've seen a lot of predictions having them a lot lower to be fair yeah people talk about the lack of like some signings have been the best but they've they had so many injuries last year they've been players coming back a like new signings they've got Vyman, De Silva Joe Williams all were injured last season returning yeah they signed um, Rob Atkinson from Oxford who I think is going to be the new Webster for them a tall tall ball player centre back he'll be a good partnership for Kala. They've signed uh, experience in King and James in midfield. And they've got uh, Adam Nagai, who was at Hungary in the Euros, and uh, Noah Masengo, very good young talent. Casey Palmer's got great talent, but he hasn't shown it. They've got young Alex Scott, 17-year-old, coming through, looks good. Just, mm-hmm. like I said, with a few other teams, goals are the issues. Naki Wells could get them, but Pearson seems to favour Chris Martin. But, yeah, I just don't think he'll get enough goals, but should be in for a solid season. Yeah, Martin's definitely a fantastic link-up player. When he was in his prime with Derby, I think oh, he... I don't get they... started. Every time <laughs> he played against us, he'd score for Derby. Playoff, oh, I don't know what it was. Yeah. Like he, that, well, it's a, he did a great job for them, and, and he, he kind of was just that target man, bounced the ball off, it stuck with him, and uh, he, you know, he was drawing centre-halves out. So, if, again, if he, he's another one of those players that if he can get back to somewhere near that form then Bristol City will have a big chance if they can get those players working off him. I say he's not really going to be that kind of player that's going to score you 25 goals, um, but certainly could bring a, a lot of their players that they've um, they've got around them. Obviously, Pearson, I believe, has been given more of a kind of carte blanche to do what he wants with the, with the setup and the culture within the club. So uh, you're going to expect discipline there, aren't you? Most yeah. certainly. I think he's gone back and he's, you know, he's brought in some of those Leicester players that that he had that kind of set them up for the the unbelievable winning of the EPL. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he gets on. Um, as I say, they're, they're, they were pretty shocking last season um, throughout. So, a lot of work to be done, and it'll be interesting to see if he can can kind of get them get them firing. Uh, he's obviously done very well in the past, so not not beyond... Not, not beyond a chance, that's for sure. So uh, we will see. The, uh, the bookies have got them at 67.0 to win the title, 19.0 for promotion, and 6.0 to go down. Uh, but I'm with you. Probably a probably a mid-table. Um, 
just yeah, maybe a couple of places higher, but pretty much there or thereabouts with the same thought processes. Thirteenth. Got Birmingham City. Who did superbly well to end last season. Looked yeah. like they were going down for a long time. They were another team I seemed to put high as well, but yeah, <laughs> Bowyer did very well and he's yeah, he's a very passionate manager and I think he'll do very well with the crowd there. He's got full pre season. Signings have been good. They've got uh, Dion Sanderson in from uh, on loan from Wolves. He was fantastic at Sunday last season. Um, yeah. Graham in on, from Gillingham. He's a very exciting winger. Got in uh, Woods in centre midfield. He was fantastic when he was at Brentford. A very tidy midfield player. Go very well with Sunjik, Sunjik in midfield. Chuck's an EK. They've signed from Cholton. He can never mm-hmm. play 90 minutes, but he's a fantastic option off the bench or for the first hours. Powerful. Skillful gets goals. We compliment uh, Djukovic up front. And yeah, they've got the wingers like Bella and Sanchez are very fantastic wingers, creative, who will create chances for Duke up front. Yeah. They've got of a good team them as well. But I think another solid mid table finish will they certainly take that. Yeah. Yeah, I th- I, yeah, it's progression, isn't it? And I think Burnley yeah. have been, been crying out for some stability over the last few years and a team to really get behind. And I say, I think some stability and signs of progression. They might have a, you know, given how well Bowyer did one at Charlton, but also instant impact when he came to Birmingham towards the end of last season, completely turned their, their form and their season around. I assume, I'm guessing they might well have half an eye on, on, you know, could we possibly, maybe, but all said and done, I think, again, if you get them around about where you've got them there, 13th, they'll probably take that and go, right, that's that. Nice consolidated bit of progression. Next season, we'll you know again kick on further if they can keep him there. So um, impressive. Um, you mentioned Bella, and I saw a very interesting stat the other day on Twitter again, which um, does unearth some of these gems from time to time. Is that he created the most chances in the championship in 2020? Which, um, I, I didn't yeah. even think you paid that often. From what I know. Uh, that was very, very surprising to me as well. Yeah, given some of the players that have graced the championship in 2020, oh, that dear, was uh, yeah. That's, yeah. There's some, 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 uh, some performance. So excellent, and yeah, some, some good additions there. So it'd be interesting to see them. Um, the bookies have got them at 51.0, so they're not really taking too many chances on Birmingham. I think they've got an outside chance. 15.0 for promotion and 7.5 for relegation. So they're making fairly certain to be safe. Um, and yeah, I think they've, they've got a little bit short on their odds of winning it, just in case that he carries that form on. So uh, again, another interesting to watch. Um, Twelfth, mid-table. Millwall. Have you? Yeah, it's just I think they came around that last season, but they'll have fans returning to the den, which is, as we all know, is very, very big for Millwall. Drags them over the line. Yeah, they've. Um, Brought in George Savile from Borough. He's a box-to-box midfielder. Get goals. Scored six last year. Got Cooper at centre-back, who I really like. And he'll be yeah. joined by Ballard, who was fantastic on loan at Blackpool. Got one of the most creative midfielders in the league. And Jeb Wallace. And, yeah, they've just just an all-round solid team. Fans back. Rowett's building something good. Got uh, Isaac Olafe, who was on loan at Sutton last season. Top scorer for them. He could be given a chance. But, yeah, Rowett's building something good there. Yeah, yeah, I I like Millwall as you know, for what Rowett's Ra- um, done there. They just seem to be there or thereabouts. Very consistent, 
Um, expect them to possibly do a little better last season. And I've actually got them in the playoffs this season. Yeah, I think he's going to yeah. progress them, yeah. I think he's got, say, some decent players in there. And, well, <laughs> such a very, very strong defence they had last season. Um, and, the, again, another stat of stolen. Um, that I saw 30 clean sheets in 79 games under Rowett. Jesus, yeah. <laughs> and if you've got that, you know you're going to have a chance. I think and they were a little... Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as you say, Cooper at the back, I was impressed at both ends, uh, to be honest. And um, yeah, I just think with such a solid foundation, he's kind of got them in that that kind of situation already where they know what they've got. Now it's a case of just kicking on and, and turning those nil-nils into one-nil win, two-nil wins and adding those extra couple of points when they're, when they've probably been drawing too many games. So I can see progression from them and that would mean for me them just sneaking into the, into the playoffs, which is a hugely competitive area of the table. So again, I think anything from probably 12th where you've got them, um, anything from 12th into the playoffs, I think you could put, any of these clubs now, probably. It's going to be so tight. It's going to be yeah. such an exciting season to watch. Can't wait. Um, they are 36.0 to win the title. They are 11.0 for promotion and a 12.0 for relegation. So, uh, yeah, you can see where the bookies are, are putting them. Um, challenging again. And, uh, yeah, we'll see. So, you've got mid-table and I've got them just into the playoffs. 11th. Who you got in 11th? Barnsley, who were in the playoffs last year. They were, so a slight, slight dip from them. Yeah, well, obviously they've lost their mower and manager is mainly they don't have a goal of DK anymore, but they just always, I don't know who's in charge of recruiting managers, but they get it right <laughs> every time. They've got shop in from Hartberg. Obviously, I'm not going to lie and say I've watched them many times, but he's led them to the highest finish in 2019-20, got them the rope league for the first ever time. And yeah, he seems to have built a reputation of developing young talent, which is Suited for uh, Barnsley, got Callum Styles, yeah. Palmer, Kitching, all could develop under him. Apparently, Styles is going to be moved in centre mid to replace Mowat, which will be very good. They've got uh, very good defensive options in uh, Kitching, Helix, Anderson, all round. Yeah, just solid team. Could could be outside of the playoffs like Bill, but I've been in the yeah, yeah, I think obviously we talked about this during the week. We've seen someone got absolutely hammered for having them getting relegated. Um, yeah. And I think they've got, and, and as you say, rightly say, where they're pulling, pulling these managerial appointments from, and they work. Yeah, you do see see clubs that are going up like slightly left field for their appointments, and it's just a shambles. But there just seems to be like a, a continuity about Barnsley that they bring these managers in that you certainly haven't heard much of, if at all. And they just kind of click straight away. So again, looking forward to seeing this season, how, how you know, how they're getting on with the new manager now. As I say, lost a couple of key players in DK and, and in Mowat, but have, have confidently replaced them. I'm looking forward to seeing a hopefully injury-free Carlton Morris this season oh, in yeah. the championship. Um, uh, you know, with Corley Woodrow, uh, I think, yeah, Morris has got the potential to... to really threaten this season if he can stay injury free which I really the lad really deserves a chance of an injury free season to showcase his talents it's undoubtedly there um, so yeah could well have goals in the side and as you say they've got some good creativity um, nice solid defensive options as well and let's hope um, so the new manager shop comes in and uh, and, and 
carries on the good work, which I think everyone's kind of second team sort of thing last season. They really were rooting for, for Barnsley to do it and obviously just fell short, unfortunately. But uh, we'll be interested to see how they recover this time round. Uh, 30.0 for the title, 8.0, so pretty short to get promotion, and 13.0 for relegation. So, um, yeah, decent odds there, but not one that interests either of us. Well, we must admit, I think uh, we're looking up more than down for Barnsley. So, uh, again, we'll see. Another interesting club to watch how they perform under a new manager with some, some, some new players in. Okay, right, top 10 time. 10th. Cardiff. Cardiff, yeah. Mick McCarthy's Cardiff. Very Obviously. high school. They had a Pardon, new, yeah. new manager bounce, but I don't know, like he struggled in towards the end of his Ipswich spell, obviously. He struggled, wasn't too good with Republic of Ireland, struggled at Applewell. I don't know, it just seems, I don't know how well he'll do. And he's got a very good team with him. He's got Giles on the wing from Wolves, very hard worker. He's got Kiefer Moore, who's unbelievable striker, I think. Carl Will, who got called up to the Euros, could break through midfield. Very good midfield already, his pack, vaults and rules. Tomlin's looked sharp pre-season, so he could make an impact. They got goals from set pieces in Morris and Moore and Flint. James Collins is a smart signing on the free. So, yeah, I really like that team. They can continue they'll regress to what has been a meme for him last year. Yeah. Yeah, so they brought in Collins, haven't they? I say from Luton. Um, it's one of those uninspiring kind of signings, but one that could work. You know, you ask Luton, I'm sure they'd, they'd speak very highly of him. Um, you ask probably, uh, you know, one of the bigger boys about him, and they'd be like, you know, not one that you you rave about or hear too much about. So, um, yeah, we'll be interested to see when McCarthy like completely was on fire, wasn't he? As you say, that, that new manager bounce couldn't have been put any better or, or showcased any better than how he started uh, when he when he when he came in. Um which way will it go? As you say, will it be his, how he how his first ten games were or, or his last ten? Um I'm I'm expecting to struggle a bit this season and, and be sort of lower lower half of the table rather than than up there. So I've got missing out on the playoffs certainly. So um yeah, I just got a feeling. Say so you mentioned him at Ipswich. Argument is, would they would they have kept him, knowing what they know now? That it's yeah. been one way one way for them since he left. But certainly the fans weren't enjoying what they were seeing. And I think uh, there's a few clubs that were lucky. I think last season not to have fans in the stadium yeah. that they got away with it a little bit. And I'm not saying that was would have been Cardiff because they performed pretty well generally over the course of the season and certainly he would have got enough credit in the bank initially uh, from that for those good performances and those results but if this season doesn't start particularly well and with the style of play that they'll probably be seeing I could potentially see a little bit of pressure coming there at Cardiff um, can they yeah. keep more Kiefer Moore obviously was huge for them last season top scoring comfortably um, have they lost his like the creativity into him again time will tell we'll see um, but yeah I've got I've got them um, a little bit lower in the table, but certainly missing out on the playoffs. So we agree just on that one. Just all of McCarthy, like I think, he, yeah, he did well. But and I think he's, he's he's been fantastic in the past. But I think the situation with Ipswich, how they were after he left, is, I think overrated him a bit because I think it was the right time to go for him. But people be yeah. like, oh, be careful what you wish for. It's not to do with McCarthy leaving. It's to do with who they replaced him with. Like 
I can relate with Brighton when we sacked Shooter and everyone was like, oh, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> and even if we went down the next season, it would have been the right decision to get rid. It just all depends who you point after. Sure. We were lucky we appointed Potter. If Ipswich yeah. made a good appointment after McCarthy, they would be fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, again, we had the same thing and it probably, we we did what you now said. We, we got rid of um, Hewton and, uh, and but, you know, too late probably and um, ended up us, us going down. But it's been, it was a, it was a, a, certainly a step back to take two places forward. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, again, we talked about those old school managers and they probably don't come more old school than Mick, do they? <laughs> so uh, we'll see how he transforms his, uh, this side. Cardiff with some of the younger guns that are managing sides around him. Again, another one of those interesting to see how it unfolds. But the bookies have got Cardiff at 19.5 for the title, at 6.0 to get promoted. So they're fairly strongly fancied. Um, They're the shortest odds that we've seen so far from the clubs. And uh, 21.0 for relegation. So, uh, yeah, can't see being that bad. But... I was nearly tempted by that 21, I ain't going to lie. If they lose a couple of their key players, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you could see it being stuck down the end. But here we go. Who you got in ninth? Yeah, club like Peterborough have got a weird soft spot for Luton. Yeah, again, I think uh, yeah, I think you're not alone in that. They just run so well. Like Obviously, Nathan Jones, love him. You can't, well, you can not love him, but I love him. <laughs> got on the mid-table last year, always seems to do well with them. And yeah, like their recruitment is just really good there's a few people I followed on Twitter for a while and they've seemed to that they're like analytics and that they seem to have got jobs at Luton so they're obviously modernising the way they do transfers which is working they've brought in uh, Elijah Adebayo towards like last season I didn't realise like 6'4 you don't realise I didn't realise how big he is though so I saw it 6'4 and then when we played them in the friendly we had Bird and Duffy at centre back for 6'4 and 6'7 he didn't look out of place at all. He was, he was giving them, yeah, giving them a tough time. He's very, and he's he's not just a lump target man. He's quick. He's good with his feet. He's got it all. I think he's going to be really well. A right handful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They've got um, Campbell in midfield. Another player that impressed me. He's very good tackler. Win the ball back. He'll be partnered by Mapanzu. Just brings energy. Mm. Luger's a very good goalie. Had a shaky start, but he's turning round. There's another player I really like they signed is uh, Mendes Gomez from Morgan and they've yeah. got Fred Oyudimba again post stretch teams Osh- uh, Oshu at centre back impressed me he could play there with Naismith uh, Bradley so they're well stoked there the only the only negative for them I think the reason I didn't have them in the playoffs is losing Jewsbury Hall who they had on loan from Leicester yeah. and obviously Collins going they're the two big things but if they had them too they'd definitely be in the players but I've got them just missing out yeah I, I think massive credit to Luton for like a club with a, a very small budget for the level when you compare them to the likes of West Brom and Sheffield United and um, and Fulham you're looking up at who they're competing against you think absolute fair play um, and again it's progression and, and again I mentioned it earlier as far as a, a player who have it, who has a team that he just seems to click for him at and clearly Nathan Jones clicks with Luton. Obviously, he went to Stoke. It was atrocious. He's come back. They obviously didn't like how he left. So he had a heart, you know, fair play to him for going back because it couldn't have been easy given of you know how it all fell apart when he left. But clearly, the Luton fans are going to must have forgiven him for like all that because of what he did for them um, last season. 
And again, progression. We mentioned it with Coventry. We mentioned it with those sides that have kind of Birmingham, another one that have kind of got to that position and just nice organisation, nice and stable, allows the manager and the team like to build together, to grow together and, and, and say progress. And yeah, I, I can see them certainly challenging for the playoffs. A couple of interesting signings they brought in, definitely like with you, Mendes Gomez was a player that we kind of kept our eye on last season and impressed most weeks. So looking forward to seeing how he does at a higher level. Um, flip side of the coin, bringing in Henry Lansbury. That, again, a player that was massively yeah. well thought of, not too distant past, not been able to get regular first-team football. Give him regular first-team football alongside uh, um, Pelly Ruddock, then you've, you've potentially got a great partnership there. Great experience in Jerome, who I liked when he was with Norwich again, worked hard, knows where the goal is. Again, won't probably get you 25 goals, but the experience that he brings to this side will probably be priceless. He'll chip in with a few. He's, he's, I think his, his behind-the-scenes work will be, uh, for, for these lads like you mentioned, you know, his younger forwards that are coming in, have Jerome as a, as a training partner, I think will be, again, uh, invaluable. So very much I'm with you on, on the Luton fan club <laughs> and I can see him knocking on the door to play us and possibly just missing out, but wouldn't surprise me to see him sneaking there at all. And, yeah, I mean, and, yeah. and, and I, I'd, I'd like that too. 51.0 to win the title, 15.0 for promotion and 8.0 for relegation. But um, again, with you further up the table, I think they're looking forward rather than back. Which brings us to eighth. Sir Chris Hewton of Nottingham Forest. <laughs> yes, Chrissy Hewton. Yeah, he, get, he gets a lot of flack for being negative, but at this level with us, he wasn't. He, we actually played attacking football. It was only when we got to the Premier he was more defensive. And I think he's got he's got a good good team to play attacking with him. He's got a Lolly, got Johnson returning from his loan. Lyle Taylor and Grabham struggled last season, but yeah, yeah, they they got goals and then when they won, Morgan Rogers has been uh, linked. James Garner linked with Josh Lawrence, Josh Doy get left back. So they're going to do a lot of clever business towards the end. Uh, Gabriel, right back, talented, very solid centre backs in Warren McKenna, and shooting like he just knows how to get teams out of this league. And I think he will. Yeah, they're very hard to beat, and yeah, I just think they'll be right up there. Yeah. Um, again, he got he got some stick at Norwich. Obviously, we share him as a as a former manager um, for being defensive, and and he was saying that he got us eleventh in the Premier League uh, in his first season, which is the highest we've finished for for God knows how many years. Um, then fell apart in the in like the seasons after that. Um, and I did see him last season when he came came to Norwich and was probably one of the most boring defensive setups a team had. And there was a few yeah. um, and it didn't work out for him uh, there. But as you say, they've, they've got some talent there. I, I really like Lolly, another player I hope stays yeah. injury-free this season so we can see the best of him. Um, also looking forward to seeing Brennan Johnson. Um, and again, I think they're, they're in the market for a striker. Jordan Hugel is... I wouldn't be surprised to see him there before the end of the window uh, as a focal point, a target man. And Lyle Taylor was obviously ripping it up at Charlton. Uh, didn't click last season. I think he only scored something like four goals. But wouldn't be surprised to see him with the right service or with a strike partner that he can feed off of, um, getting back amongst the goals uh, there. And if they do that, you know they're going to keep it, have a great shape, be solid, keep it, keep it tight at the back. It won't take much for them to be challenging for sure. 
So as you've got them, obviously eight, quite, eight, quite close to the playoffs. Yeah, I've got them missing out as well. Um, so <laughs> we'll see. Twenty-three point zero to win the title, seven point zero for promotion, fifteen point zero if you fancy Forest to go back to League One. Who are you in that horrible position of seventh, just missing out on the playoffs? I've got Stoke City. Yeah, okay. The underachievers, the perennial underachievers from um, the last two or three seasons. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, they, they just... Um, they, they've made some very good signings in Wilmot, that centre-back uh, from Watford. Very good young signing. Got him for very cheap. He'll partner Harry Suter, six foot six. Brantfitch, obviously, you know very well. Good free signing. Uh, but yeah, they just they sort of get rid of Deadwood like uh, Gregory and Vokes. They they still need to get rid of Ince and uh, McLean. But yeah, they're just doing things the right way. They could be getting in Lewis Baker from Chelsea, Liam Delapolo from City. Uh, even though they sold Collins for thirteen mil, that's mm. very good. Yeah, they just. Uh, They've just yeah got a good team. Uh, Tyrese Campbell, when he's fit, can be one of the best players in the league. And uh, <laughs> Jacob Brown as well is a talent. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think you've mentioned the name there, um, Tyrese Campbell. And I think there's so many people have been, again, another player we've mentioned, um, like Carla Morris, um, just mentioned it with Joe Lolly as well. I just feel that... Um, Tyrese Campbell is one of those players that people just want to be, uh, just want to be fit so they can see um, see him back scoring goals. He looked sharp last season, so before he picked up that horrible injury, um, and again could be a big threat. They've obviously got some decent talent to um, to, to link up play and to provide. So if again, okay, so if they can get Campbell back fit, yeah. I think then that could well be. A um yeah a key for them getting up somewhere to where where you've got them there and and like more where people have expected them to be over the last two or three seasons rather than you know they've been kind of mid table that was um yeah not not what was expected when when they like went down but yeah Vrancic um they're expecting a lot from him so I think they maybe shouldn't expect too much um certainly a, a great technician on the ball great set piece uh, specialist as well um but you know, against the more physical sides and against those sides that will will put a shift in, could potentially get knocked off the ball a little bit too much. But you know, courses to courses kind of thing. You know, the likes of Joe Allen and James McLean will obviously sort stuff out like that. Um, and I've seen people talking about like Stephen Fletcher being a being a you know a threat this season. So you know, they've obviously got those names there, the, the kind of well-established, experienced names that we're throwing about. Uh, so they've got it there, and you know, you look at the, the manager. We mentioned Nathan Jones. What an awful time he had at Stoke. Um, again, Michael O'Neill certainly steadied the ship, um, yeah. but but not done anything spectacular. So again, I think the first ten, fifteen games of this season are going to be crucial for him to show that they are going to challenge because I don't think Stoke can afford really to you know another bottom half finish or no. anything close to that. So uh, yeah, a big start to the season ahead for him. And uh, and Stoke as a whole. So um, 26.0 are odds to win the title. 7.0 to get promoted. and uh, Sorry, 8.0 to get promoted. And 15.0 for relegation. But um, yeah, you've got them missing out. I'm, I've got them missing out as well. So 
We're going to move into the playoffs. This is the big one. Who who are going to be fighting it out for promotion to the promised land? Who you got in the playoffs? Sixth place. So when I was when I was sorting out my predictions, I I sectioned it off. I had the, who I had top, Derby at the bottom, and then I sectioned it to uh, <laughs> mid table, top half, and bottom half. I only had six teams definitely getting top half, so I was like, they've got to be the playoffs team. Yeah. So, uh, QPR had in sixth. Great shout. Uh, um... QPR are the Turkey <laughs> from the yeah, Euros of the Championship. The dark, no, exactly right. They can't fall worse than them. The dark horses that aren't dark anymore because they have been tipped up so much. Brilliant preseason, and uh, yeah, I think a lot of clubs expect, and a lot of people expect them to do well, as you have in sixth place. Tell us why. Yeah, because uh, they had uh, Johansson, Charlie Austin, David, and Field all alone last season, all impressed. They've signed them yeah. all on permanent, so not much settling in. Uh, they've signed uh, Moses Odebarger at right back, Andre Dozel, can he fulfil potential at centre mid? Jimmy Dunn from Burnley. We've got uh, Rob Dickey at centre back, who I who I really like. Stanley Diego goals, great goalie, showed how good he was last year. Yeah, and yeah, they've they've got goals. Charlie Austin and Lyndon Dykes can get goals at this level, and. They'll be being fed by Ilias Chair, who is just so exciting to watch and yeah. can really push on again this year. So, yeah, I think yeah, definitely yeah. outsiders in quite a weak league this year. Yeah, I think, um, as you say, you've got the, the Habs, i.e. the clubs that have just come down, um, and they've got the parachute payments, and we'll probably throw Bournemouth into that mix as well, which, yeah. have, you know, they've kind of got a massive unfair advantage on everyone else, really. Um, and then, then it could be... Yeah, as you say, randomly generate numbers from probably five to, to 20 and you, you wouldn't be surprised where they land. But I, I make QPR those. They just look, seem to have everything. I really like Warburton. He was the manager that I actually wanted at, at Norwich before Farker came on board. I'm not saying I'd change it for the world now, but I really like, you know, and he got a little bit of a hard time, but I think he's established himself back uh, or re-established himself uh, you know, as a manager, who knows what he's doing at, at QPR? And they've got some very shrewd signings, as you say, and some great, exciting talent further up the field. And you've, you've named Chair there. And I think um, a lot of clubs higher up will be keeping an eye on him uh, this season to see uh, see what he can do. Uh, Charlie Austin should score plenty of goals at this level. As you say, Stephanie Hansen uh, is a great permanent signing. And some some very interesting <laughs> recruits at the back as well. So I don't think I, there's 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 anything that you can say negative about QPR at the moment. To be honest with you, they just seem a club on the rise, on an upward curve, and could could well. And I have them as well in the playoffs. Yeah, good season ahead for them. Hopefully, looks that way. Yeah, very very promising. And uh, I was chatting to a QPR fan yesterday, uh, a well-known QPR fan who said, "I just hope the <laughs> expectation." doesn't kind of dent the you know the, the promotion push because they've been under the radar for the last two or three seasons and progressing nicely and it's now they've kind of come to attention and you'd hope it doesn't has a negative effect but I don't think it will I think they've got some good experienced players in there some fantastic youngsters lots of energy lots of creativity and, and players that can score goals Dykes and uh, uh, who, who have done well but uh, you know especially Charlie Austin at this level um, who he said I think yes he's really enjoying his football again which is a, a bit of a warning shot for the rest of the division so be interesting but 23.0 to win the title QPR 8.0 for promotion and 15.0 to get relegated 
but definitely I think that 8.0 for promotion is a interesting one for me. Who you got in fifth? Uh, I've gone for Boomer. Yeah, one of the big boys, really. Yeah, just there were two before I looked at it. I was like, oh, they might be the one to surprise me finishing lower down. But the more I looked into it, I was like, nah, they should get playoffs. They've uh, obviously Park is a very ambitious appointment for them. He was linked with a few Prem teams. Yeah. Got, um, then June will probably go, but so far they've got him and Brooks on the wing, both extremely talented. Lerma and Bivin could also depart, but that won't be a loss if they've got Cook and Pearson in midfield mm-hmm. to cover for them. Their recruitment like, over the years, they haven't been the best. Like They've spunked a lot of money on players like Ibe, Smith. Players like that haven't really worked, but this year, maybe because they've had to, because financial constraints, they've got uh, Mark Condes on a free from Brentford and uh, Leif Davis on loan from Leeds, which is very smart recruitment. Yeah. And Solanke, like, he, he had a bit of a hard time in the Prem, but in the Championship, he's he's looking sharp in the Championship. And with Brooks and Dan Juma potentially feeding him, they could be a big year to, in front of goal. Yeah. I think um, they're going to lose at least one of Lerma, Billin or Danjuma. Um, I think Danjuma's pretty certain to go, but you, you never know. Stranger things have happened. And again, you look at Buendia last season um, with Norwich, obviously was persuaded to stay on with the promise of, of you know, going it, if he got them up and or went, you know, to hopefully get them up and, and uh, then go to a bigger club. So, Possibly, you never know. Don't know what the uh, financial constraints are at uh, uh, Bournemouth, but so you probably would expect one of them to go and he'd be the favourite. Um, but yeah, some brilliant recruitment. Macondes, very, very good um, good signing. And so the, the young loan signings would be um, going to be interesting to see as well. And I like Pearson in the middle, Ben Pearson. So um, I think they've got a very, very good setup. Um, good creativity. Manager that's, again, we know, you know, obviously knows his way out of this division in very recent term time. So, yeah, I think um, I'll make you right. I've got them in the playoffs also. Uh, 11.0 to win the title. So one of the favourites. 4.33 for promotion and 34.0 for relegation, which shouldn't be a problem. Um, but, yeah, with you there, mate, in the playoffs. Top four. Who you got fourth? So every year... The relegated teams are always predicted to do really well in championship, but it never seems to work. And I, I always, I always get annoyed when I see people predict the three relegated teams to go back up because I, like I said, I know first hand how hard the league is, <laughs> but I just can't look past them this year. So I've got Sheffield United in fourth. Yeah, yeah, no, maybe right. And I said I mentioned it earlier, and I think it is the case that especially probably this year more than any other with the financial impacts of COVID on on many, well, all the clubs having that money from the Premier League to come back down, the parachute payment, I think is, you know, obviously they've had a couple of seasons in the Premier League, Sheffield United, having that extra money is a game changer. So I would be stunned if the the relegated clubs aren't up there come the end of the season. And I've got Sheffield United in the playoffs as well. Yeah. Djukanovic uh, is a really good championship manager. He knows when yeah. he can play defensive or he can play attacking depending on what team suits him so he'll be able to adapt to this team they've got very good depth in the wing back area Bogle, Bulldog, Stevens, Lowe kept the core of the team that got them up I think they've got Egan still O'Connell even though he's injured but yeah they've got Stevens, Egan, Bulldog uh, 
could keep Sanderberg, which would be humongous if they've ever been a mince away. Like I said, yeah. uh, Connell's a big miss, but Norris and Davis in there step in. And then got uh, Norwood as well being there, done it. And then up front, they, mm. they, they, were, they lacked uh, potency last year, but Brewster, I know he scored no goals, but I really fancy him to have a big season. He looked good for the half season he was at Swansea in the league. And I think he's going to get goals with Sharp, with Bernie to get them. And they've got young Jebison who scored last year, obviously. He can he can do damage as well. So, yeah, big season for them. Yeah, McGoldrick been there and done it. Obviously, he's got that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and for Brewster, for Rian Brewster, I think you can you can read um, the man you mentioned a moment ago, Solanke. I think they're, they're very there's comparables with those two that struggle maybe to try and at this stage of their career cut it in the in the Premier League, but should be 20 goal a season strikers in the Championship. And if you've got one of those, then you're always going to be in with a chance. And I'm very much looking forward to seeing how Jukanovic transforms this side from what has been Chris Wilder's side for the last few years um, and the way they played. And interesting to see the change of style and how that dynamic works with some fantastic talent around. As you say, Sanderberg's likely to go if they can keep him. That's huge. I don't think Ramsdale, if Ramsdale was to go, they'd get good money for him, big, big money. And I think they'd replace that that problem um, and I'm looking forward to seeing Bogle um, as a right wing back in the, at this level as well so yeah lots lots to look forward to with Sheffield United and like you I've got them well in the playoffs uh, 8.5 to win the league 3.75 for promotion and 51.0 for relegation which brings us to the top three who you got just missing out on automatic promotion it might be a surprise, but it's Borough. Do you know what? I'd forgotten you had not mentioned Borough. I am surprised. Mark me Neil down as it. a surprise. Your man, Neil. Yeah, like, he's just, he's just the best at getting things out. And he's just, I don't know, like, I saw a thing on Twitter with his recent trends. And like, the tr- I know I'm not one for believing trends, but they, they, yeah, on the right path of promotion and, the signings they've been linked with and signed have been good. They've uh, already got a solid base in a house in the Morse in midfield. Dale Fry, I think, is a fantastic centre-back. He'll be moving to the Prem soon. Signed Matt Crooks, who's a, a very... Him and Iqtapes, who are handfuls as well. Um, yeah, they, We can um, see where this is going, can't we? Let's face yeah, it. Yeah, a Warnock side, and they've got goals as centre-back. They've got, but then also, they they got a little bit of flair. They signed Piero from from um, Argentina, and he's going to be one of the biggest signings for this window. He's yeah. number like 26, yeah. He just, he's got creativity for days, and they've been linked with um, Drew Penza, who's like 24, 25, got top scorer in Turkey last season. So get him, and they've got Piera supplying him, plus mm. Warnock doing what he does best. <laughs> I, can't, I can't look past Barra. I just checked um, to see where the, I knew sort of roughly where they finished last season. That obviously outside the top six. Just checked to see how far outside the top six they finished. And I was surprised they were 13 points off the top six at the end last season. So you've got them having a massive improvement, really, and a, like a lot to catch up on. But you're, you're making the league to be, um, from what you've said, a little bit weak, and yeah. uh, obviously some some big recruitment there and Warnock doing Warnock things. <laughs> um, you, you're expecting them to, to like real mount a serious challenge. 
yeah, I can see them just missing out because I think, yeah, it's more than I think the league's weaker. Like I said, last season, playoffs, uh, Barnsley were in the playoffs. I, I thought them to regress a bit. Obviously, Swansea, uh, Reading, and I've got them to regress a bit. So there's not as many teams pushing for the playoffs as I thought there. Yeah. As there was last year. So, yeah, I just I, have to have them third. I can get that. And I, I suppose as well, we've got two teams left and I know who they are. I don't know what order you put them in, but I know who they are. Um, they are the two favourites in the market. But what you would say is they're both going to have question marks as such to a certain extent regarding the managers. Uh, not necessarily their ability, but within their new clubs. And obviously, one thing you can say about Warnock is he knows his way around the block. He's been around the block a few times. So, OK, I, I get it. I've got them missing out. Obviously, we've got exactly the same playoffs as you, other than um, I've got Millwall in instead of Borough. So um, we will see how that one pans out. But for what you've now said, you'll be kind of quite keen on the prices. They're 21.0 to win the title. They're 6.5 for promotion um, and not so keen on 21.0 for relegation, but you've got a little bit of little bit of fat on the bone there if you want to take on Borough, getting promoted, a little bit of each way value or uh, just promotion at, at 6.5. Mighty Borough going up, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> up the Borough. Okay, well, I'll leave you to that one. <laughs> and let's go on to the top two then. Who's going up automatically? Who do you have in second? I want to see if we've got the same. I've so, got West Brom. Yeah, same. Yeah, oh, just, there we go. His mail was fantastic at Barnsley. Impressive football. Yeah, they they struggled a bit last year, but um, selling Pereira is a big miss. But but Grant, Harlan Grant, who can score goals at this level. Brady Dugan is a very exciting player. Alex Mowat, fantastic free signing. Mm-hmm. at this level. Matt Clark's arrived on loan from Brighton. Very good derby last few years. He'll probably part of Semi Ajayi. And I, I'm a big fan of goal scorers, centre backs, as you probably tell. And both of them. <laughs> Clark didn't get goals last year, but he's close with a lot of time. And I think yeah. him and Ajayi, they're both going to get their heads on a lot. They've got O'Shea, who I like, Townsend, Johnson, they've got, he'll probably leave, but they'll get a lot of money for him. So yeah, I think mm. it's just all set in play for them. Yeah, I think got a very, very strong side. A manager that obviously has lim- unlimited potential, um, given like, you know, it was his first season in, in the Championship, completely overachieved what was expected with Barnsley. If he can take that on with the players he's now got at his disposal here, then sky's the limit. Uh, and yeah, I've got them being too strong for a lot of this division. And uh, I think Moet's quite a key signing, not necessarily just for his talent, but also knowing what is expected from the manager. And he can then bring that into the rest of the side. Um, they've got a very strong, you know, you look at the, <laughs> the players that they've got, you've reeled them off. I don't need to do it again. So they've got some real talent there. Quite experienced. They're sort of what would be classified probably as more one of the older averages, I'd imagine, age-wise in the league. But if it's going to be enough to get them uh, up, they ain't going to worry too much about that. Yeah, back back in the Premier League. Another bit of yo-yo for the boing boing. And um, yeah, I, I, obviously, as I said, make you right, make them uh, make them top two material definitely. And they are second favourites to go up. They're seven point five to win the title, three point seven five for promotion, and sixty seven. Point zero to get relegated uh, and obviously um, kick off the season tonight. So we'll be interested to see what happens. Yeah. Um, could lay a could lay a marker down there if they go and get a very impressive result at Bournemouth. But we will see. Time will tell. Not long now till that one kicks off. Um, and finally, who have you got as the champions? So look, before I even 
looked and decent and he, like I said, I had Phil and first Derby 24th and I sort of worked <laughs> that show. Worked for middle to have them this year. Yeah. It's just silver, very good appointment, plays very good football and I, top of my head, I can't think of who they lost from last year. Like, they got a lot of credit for how they played last year and I don't think they've lost that many players. Top of my no. head, but and they've no. got uh, Tete and Robertson at fullback. Adebayo and Morrison, very solid options. In midfield, the depth of the championships are peak. They've got Anguilla, they linked with a lot of big moves. Mm. Harrison Reed, Sterling Day hasn't really kicked on. And they're linked with uh, Matt Grimes, who's yeah. league well, cheap signing. They've Absolutely. flashed on uh, Harry Wilson, who I'm not overly convinced by, but he can get a goal from anywhere. Uh, they've got Carvalho, youngster coming through. Cabano, Bobby Reed, And then up front, they've got Mitrovic, who, yeah, yeah, very prolific goal scorer. And they've got uh, Nunes, they're spending about £8 million on from Flamengo, I think, they're getting a million yeah. from. So, yeah, they've just got a very good team and they should win the league. Yeah, uh, mate, I don't need to add any more to that. I think you've done everything there. Listing those players is enough. The manager, we'll see like if he can pick up where he left off. Um, obviously, had a little bit of a cloud uh, under a cloud when he you know, left the English game um, a couple of seasons ago but um, again he's got the perfect opportunity to rebuild his his reputation which obviously was like <laughs> went through the roof didn't it for him to you know to get the, the move to like Everton um, he's got it there absolutely and I think oh, keeping Mitrovic a bat to be top scorer in the championship two seasons ago I've done exactly the same thing again this season reeling off those creative players around in the likes of the Kearney um, you said bringing in those wide players as well. Um, so Josh Onama, Kamara, Harrison Reed, I think is a very underrated and very good player. Cabano, well, Reed, I said I weren't going to reel them names off, but I have an, <laughs> and added Harry Wilson to it. As you say, I say it's an absolutely phenomenal pool of talent that, you know, two players out of form bring two other exceptional players in and I can't see them not winning the league. It would be a shock to me if something went wrong and they didn't win the league. And like I said, I've got Mitrovic, I should have field day in this league. If his head's in the right place, um, you'd assume that they've had conversations and it is. If he's staying, then I should imagine he's getting, you're looking at obviously north of 20 goals, 25 goals from him. Um, I've got him, say, top goal scorer. I've got Derby winning the league. Same as you. And um, yeah, it all looks rosy for them to come back up again. Uh, odds, they are the favourites to get the title. Um, 6.5 to win the whole thing. They are 2.88 for promotion and uh, 67.0 for back-to-back relegations. But for me, I've uh, had a little bit, say, on, on the double of Fulham to win the title and for Mitrovic to be top scorer. Um, so it's... Um, yeah, it's, it's all looking good for them, and we agree on that. So, mate, let's just have a quick recap before we wrap it up. Um, it's been a very long one, but I say the championship, so much to talk about, and what an exciting league it is. So, just run us through your bottom three Derby, Preston, and Blackburn. Derby, Preston, and Blackburn. And for me, it's Derby, Hull, and Reading. And your top six QPR, Bournemouth, Sheffield United, Borough, West Brom, and Fulham. Yeah, and for me, Millwall, QPR, Bournemouth, Sheffield United, playoffs with West Brom and Fulham in the top two. And there we have it. We've done it. Uh, that's the EFL preview done, the 1-24th. Mate, Matthew O'Regan, you're a legend. Thank you so much for joining me in the locker room to go through those. I hope you enjoyed it. 
I'll okay, great, great, great. great stuff. And I'll book you in. We'll obviously get to speak during the course of the season without a shadow of a doubt. I look forward to that. That's going to happen. But I'll look forward to going through these predictions. I think I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> Around about May time next year, see how close we made it. But there we go. So all three podcasts available. Um, so listen to them throughout the season to chuckle at the fact that we had um, Huddersfield in, in 20th and they ended up winning the title by 15 points by, by February and <laughs> and so on. But yeah, it's all there. We'll put it out there and make it say thanks for your efforts in that and uh, joining me to go through and really enjoyed it. And uh, we'll look forward to speaking soon. But for me, for now, Righty, I'm signing out. And Matthew Regan, thank you much, mate. Thanks for having me. Cheers. See you all. Bye.